Morning, Masechet Baba Kamedaf Tzadik Zayin. I'm starting at the bottom of Tzadik Baba Mudbet. And dedicate to Shil Eli Shmat, everyone who's died in this war, soldiers, civilians, all the Ptuim should be healed quickly, and Chatufim should be released quickly as possible. Mentioned Daniel Shimon Ben Sharon. Terrible news that they say that a lot of these Chatufim are already killed, and it should be Matzliach, and our soldiers should come back safely. So just a, a, a comment with yesterday I saw Rashi, we spoke about it in the Shir and I was a little bit confused. Where Rashi said, we spoke about, um, Gamora said, call Atuye Mai. So we're up there about four or five lines before, of the, the four or five of the last narrow lines there, the fourth or fifth last narrow line before the Gamora gets wide lines. Gamora brings a Mishnah, it says there, call Azaklal, call Gazlani, Meshavim, Kishar, all the Gazlani. The Gamora says, what is the call Atu? What's called the call? If you sold, if you stole an animal that grew and became changed its status from a young, from like a calf to a to a to a fully grown animal in your presence, you bought it. And if you then shechted it or you or you or you sold it, you don't pay the four or five. Says Rashi, you only pay the careful, you only pay double. I was confused. How can it be that a gazlan pays careful or double? But but looking at it a little bit closer, so it, 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 it's quoting over there Ravi Lai. Ravi Lai is not talking about a gazlan. Ravi Lai is talking about a ganav tale. So the kola gazlanim over here is telling us what's it coming to include, even a ganav. That's what the call, that extra word call in the Mishnah is telling us. So not only gazlanim, don't pay a four or five, right? And they don't pay careful either. But even a ganif, if he stole something while it was an eagle, okay, and it became uh, and it became a shore, or he started when it was a talen, he became an ayil, the he was cornered through the shinui, and now if he went and shechted or if he went and sold it, he wouldn't have to pay four or five, only pay kefir. Okay, so there was the call over here is not only on Gazlanim. The chilush of the call was that it applies even to a ganif. Okay, so that uh, that comes to if we look in the Gemara then Samachay, I would bet it's more apparent over there. Okay, so it's not talking about Kazdan, it's talking about Ganadim. Okay, now we saw yesterday, we had the Kashi, let's quickly go, but we had there the, the, the Gemara quote Mishra, we married, says, Bavadim, If you stole Avadim and they got old in your presence, you just said to the guy, here, take your Avadim back. And then Rabchanina Baravdimi, Amarev, Rav Shalachaka, we may. Right? And Amir Mishum said, so said, no, there's a brighter Ibchatanya, because the brighter changes the shit around, so that Rabbi Meir or Meir Bavadim is actually Chachamim. So the said, well, Rav Shavik Matnitim, Abi Kabadi, he knows the Mishnah goes with brighter, and then we said, no, Rav Matnitim, Nami Ibchatani. He changed the brighter as well, but I don't understand. Umay, the Rav Apich Matin becoming the brighter. Adrabah Nafuch brighter becoming the Mishnah. What do you mean? Change the Mishnah according to the brighter. You should change the brighter according to the Mishnah. So Gemara says gave two answers. We saw the one answer yesterday. That this answer, in other words, already Rabbi Meir in the Mishnah is already Chachamim. Okay, that's the bottom, the short of it. That when the Mishnah says Rabbi Meir, it actually means Chachamim. And why did Rav change Rabbi Meir to Chachamim? Because you got a brighter that says that it changed the Mishnah because the brighter will change the brighter to the Mishnah. In other words, it should start Meir, and and the brighter that you've got should be the other way around. So the Gemara have two answers. The first answer we saw is Amrei Rav Nami Matnitin Ibchel Atnei. This is the Masorah Rav from his from his Rebbeim. And this, another possible answer would be the E button. If you want to say 
Kilo apich, when don't we change the Mishnah to suit him with the brighter? And we'll change the brighter to suit him with the Mishnah? If there's one Mishnah and one brighter. And the one Mishnah is like this, the one brighter is like that, then we go according to the Mishnah. Why do we go according to the Mishnah? So the Svari is, we can rely, that's the Tosfot we saw. It's quite an important Tosfot, I suppose. Right? It's the Tosfot that we saw on Daft Tzadik Dalit Amud Bet. So we should try and remember that side, that important Tosfa about become a Tzad, right? The right side, on the Tzad. What's the side of Tosfa? Uh, what's the side of, of the Messorah? We spoke about Tzad in Olam. So we mentioned the beginning before we started recording, right? That only quotes all the Messorah of who was who, etc. The structure of the Mishnah, the Tosfa that here points out that Rabbi Chia, who was a Talmud of Rebbe, so he taught the brightest. Rebbe, when he edited the Mishnahs, brought Mishnahs that had already been written long before him. So it seems like the Mishnahs in the time of Chazal, they knew all the Mishnahs. The brightest, they might not know. The brightest could be changed. The brightest could be new. The brightest could be additions of Rebbe's. So if we've got a Masorah, the Mishnahs seem to be more correct than the brightest. So you should change the brighter to suit the Mishnah. But here the Gemara says, now when would Rav change the Mishnah to suit the brighter? If there were two brighters. Or more, I'd imagine, right? At least two brighters, which seem to say that one tana holds like a certain way. If in two brighters he's quoted in a certain direction, then it's clear that the Mishnah is a mistake. If it's just one to one, then we go, uh, Safek, and we'll go after the Mishnah, it appears. Okay, so that would be what he's saying over here. So Gabor now brings another brighter over here, where, where Rabbi Meir has seemed to be a different shit to what he's actually chachamim. So like the Tatani, quite a brighter, right? And this is a brighter in Bav Metzia. She says, So a person does a iskat chalifin, right? For a, a donkey, for a cow. Or he sells his shivcha. Now Rashi says, why does it say, dafka iskat chalifin? Because what's the question of the Gemara? The question of the Gemara is, that you sold, you did a yuri iskat chalifin, or, or you sold your shivcha, and now there comes an argument. The shivcha or the cow gave birth, right? And now you're not sure, was it born before you did the deal or after you did the deal? Now, how's an animal usually acquired normally? Huh? What are you doing, Clifford? What does it mean? Meshicha. Meshicha. You pull the animal. Now, if you pulled the cow, have you got any doubts in your mind when the calf was born? You either pulled the pregnant cow or you pulled an unpregnant cow. So that's why the Gemara says, Biskat Khalifin. What's a Khalifin? Your car is in, I don't know, in uh, Naharia. And I'm here now in Telmond. And, and you visiting me. You do a Meshicha on my donkey. And I get your car in Naharia. That's Biskat Khalifin. Where are the cars in the world? When you did the Meshicha on my donkey, I got your car. That's what Rashi points out. It has to be Biskat Khalifin. Because now we don't know. If, while you were busy pulling my donkey in Telmond, what was happening with your car in Naharia? When we drive over the soft to go and check out the car, we see next to the car is a calf on the floor. So now the question is, was that calf born before you did Meshech on my donkey? Or was that cow born after you did Meshech on my donkey? Okay? That's why we have to have Iskat Khalifin. On the other hand, with a Shifcha, a Shifcha, you don't do a Shifcha with Iskat Khalifin. Right? Shifcha, you pay money for, so you saw the Shifcha. That's why the question is, you can pay the Shifcha. Sorry, you don't have any excuses. You can pay for the Shifcha. So you come over to my house, and you paid me money for my Shifcha, and my Shifcha now is, I don't know, in, in, uh, in, in her room, 
And now we drive over to the room to go and pick up the shifcha to give it to you. And we see she's got a baby next to her. Was the baby born before you paid me or after you paid me? So that's why the Gemara points out Dafka with a cow and a cow and a and a and a and a, and a donkey. It's his got Khalifin, it's an exchange. Everybody clear? That's 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 a rush out. Quickly pray for the rush outside. So now we've got three scenarios. Scenario number one is the guy says, No, it's born in my property, it's still mine. The other one doesn't know, he keeps quiet. Right? So look at Rashi. He says, Rashi. This is the fourth narrow lines before they get wide lines, last narrow lines. So Rashi says, It's a case of Bari Vashem. The one guy's pretty adamant, it was mine. And the other guy's not sure. So what do we know about Bari Yoshema? Bari Yoshema, what do we say? Bari Adif, right? The guy who's certain, so he gets it. Zeomer Bishoti, right? The second case is, sorry, Zeomer Eniodea, the Zeomer Eniodea. Now, neither of them know, they're honest people, so we're not sure. What's Alochia? Yachloku. Who does that sound like? It sounds like Sumchus, right? Mamona Mutabu Safek Chokin. Zeomer Bishoti, the one says Bishoti, the Zeomer Bishoti, they both say Bishoti. So now look at the Gemara, the Aloha is, Yeshava HaMocher SheBishoto Yalda. If Yishakonish Bin Shabbatora, Nishbin Velo Meshavim Derimeir. This is our bright we're talking about, right? Chachimurim, Ein Nishbin, Lo Ala Avalim, Velo Ala Karkaot. Rabbi Meir says, we've got a cloud. One of them has to make a Shvur now. now look at Rashi over here. What's the Shvur? Look at Rashi, it's Yeshava HaMocher. Why does the Mocher make a Shvur? Because what's the Hodah B'Mikzat? The Mocher Mikzat is a Shvur Midoraita, right? What's a Hodah B'Mikzat? You say, you come and you say to me, listen, I lent you a thousand, and you say, no, you didn't, you only lent me five hundred. So I acknowledge that you did lend me money. Right? But, but uh, I'm saying it wasn't a thousand, I only, only, only acknowledge a portion of it. So in a case like that, we make a Shvur. So here, what's the Hodah B'Mikzat? He acknowledging that he sold the cow. He's acknowledging he sold the Eved, right? He's just not agreeing that he sold the Eved and the baby. So that's a Hodab Mitzah. So now it says, who makes the Shvua? The seller makes the Shvua. Why does the seller make the Shvua? If the buyer has to make the Shvua, in the end, what's the buyer doing? He's making a Shvua. Now he would have to pay, correct? Let's say that, let's say that, the, that, the, that, the, that the, when the seller makes the Shvua, Hold on, I'm actually getting confused myself now. One second. Yeshava ha-mocher shebishuto yalda v'shekodesh b'shuto nishpin v'lo meshalmi dirimei. Because basically we got a claw. What's a claw? Whoever makes a shvur makes a shvur and doesn't pay money. So if the mocher says that makes a shvur that I sold it to you and the baby was mine, so who has to pay money now if they want the baby? The buyer. The seller doesn't have to pay. Right? So that's why it says the seller makes the shvur, because we want to make a shvur and not have to pay. The outcome is being we don't pay money. And who's the guy who, who, who doesn't have to pay money if, he, if, it was, if the outcome is the seller? The buyer, the buyer could say it was mine, but he might have to pay money to add up the value of that cough. It might be his, but he might have to pay for it. He has to prove it, though. The buyer has to prove it. Uh, well, the idea of a shvur is that none of you have to prove it. Otherwise, you don't make a shvur. That's what a shvur is. You make a shvur because you can't prove it. Look at Rashi. Nishpin v'lo meshalmin. Mishet tovim oto yishava v'yifpater. Whoever makes a shvur, in the end, is patr from pain. Dichtiv lakach ba'ala v'lo yishalem. 
מי שעליו לשתיהם הוא נשבע ולא נשבע תובע ואיתו. The seller makes a shvua, right, and now it stays by him. So now once he's made a shvua, we go back to the klal of Amotzi Mechavera Lavaraya, right? We've got a klal. At the moment, what have we done? We've created a status quo. The seller says it was born by me. He makes a shvua, it stays by him. And that's where it is up until now. If the, the buyer can now come and prove, it's got nothing to do with the shvua anymore. If the buyer can prove that it was actually his, then it's wherever you want to take something from somebody, you can be proof of yours, you can take it. But the burden of proof now is on the buyer, not on the seller anymore, once he made a shvur. Because that's really what's happening over here. Joshi says, So hold on a second. No, sorry, sorry. That's not, no, no, they're two different things altogether. You got me confused that guy. I thought I was talking about The Rabbi Meir says, you make a shvur full stop and it's yours. You don't have no burden of proof, no nothing. It's yours. Chachamim say, you don't make a shvur. Just as I'm watching the Lavaraya. That's the difference. Look at Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says, Lefishet, You don't, and that stays with me, it's mine. Right? Look at the last wide lines Rashi there. אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
Is this we should say right? In other words, the halacha should be that you don't make a shvua. Okay, so our issue over here, the question over here in remarriage is not the cow. The question of remarriage is the, is, is the, uh, is the shivcha, right? The shivcha is a question over here that Chachamim uh, said, and now, and Rabbi Mary now, Mishnah, Rabbi Mary, Rabbi Mishnah, Rabbi Mary, Rabbi Mishnah said that if you stole an Evid, and Evid got old, you give the guy back, here's your Evid. Why? Because there's no Geneva of Evid, because Evid is like Karka. It's the same thing over here, right? This baby over here, this, 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 this case of the Shifcha over here, when you sold your Shifcha, is a baby or not? So what do you want to say? That there was a Shinu. But if Rabbi Mary is saying that Shinu is in Kone, so then the, 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 the baby ever is always yours, correct? You weren't calling the baby. Is that the, I think that's what the question of here is. You may would yeah, say... Sure. We have two brightos, one regarding robbery, one with respect to law of oaths, that contradict the text of our single... Where, where in our mission, we may is the one who says that avadim are like land. Where our brightos seems like avadim is like movables. And in the Mishnah, the Chachami were the one who said avadim are land. That's why, Right? In our Mishnah, it was Rabbi Meir, but Rav said that that's actually the Shitta of Chachamim. Because he then, he changed the Mishnah's Shitta, that what, what in the Mishnah is saying is Rabbi Meir, is actually Chachamim. Because in the brightest, you see that it's Chachamim who treat uh, Avadim as land. And therefore, he said that there are in the Mishnah, which is halocha in the name of Rabbi Meir, is actually Chachamim Shitta. That's what the Gemara answers over here. So, Zachi Kama, this is the answer. Lemai da'afchitu... Why did he call that Rabbi Meir? When he says Aloch is not Rabbi Meir, he says the Aloch is not Rabbi Meir. The Aloch is what Rabbi Meir says, but it's Chachamim Shita. Right? Because of the separate of the second brighter. Right? So, so that, that's, that's the answer the Gemara gives over there. When he says it's Rabbi Meir, but it's not Rabbi Meir, he's calling it Rabbi Meir, which is Rabbi Meir, is actually the Shita of Chachamim. Because there were two brighters that, that, that show that Chachamim of the ones that, that Avadim or, or land, even though the Mishnah calls it Rabbi Meir. Right? So that's why Rav says, Halokha Krabi Meir. So not Halokha is, is Rabbi Meir, it's Shachachami, which is called in the Mishnah Rabbi Meir. That's the answer to give us. Now the Gemara asks a question. So now the Gemara asks on Rav. Right? Because Rav at the end of the day seems to apply, so that the Halokha is like Rabbi Meir, who says that Avani Mokarka, which is the Shitta of Chachami. And Rav seems to now agree with that Shitta, that is the Halokha. That Avari Mokarka. So now the Gemara Sakashi on Rav. Rav Dami. Is that a fact that Rav says that Avari Mokarka? Rav Daniel Rav Katina Rav. The name of Rav. You grabbed your friend's Eved. And you did the work with him. You patur. Right? You patur from paying him for the work. Now when would you be patur from paying him from the work? If... Let's say you had grabbed the Evid and in some form of way you were cornered the Evid and then and then uh, and then you would say that you were cornered the Evid. So the work you did with the Evid, let's say if you came old or whatever, would be your work. You wouldn't have to pay for the work. You have to pay the guy for for, for, for stealing the Evid, but for the work you'd be patur. 
But if Evid is Karka and you can't steal the Evid, then when you stole the Evid and you worked with him, it was never yours. You could know where you could corner him. So why don't you owe the guy for the work, for the use of his Evid? Question clear? Right? That's his question. If you think that working that every is like Makarki in dummy, so I might turn. Why are you patur? You should have to pay him the money. So he gives the answer, no, why are you patur? Be shooted the Mari. Sorry, sorry, that's a good question. Am I patur? Be shooted the Marikai. He stayed in the presence. You never you were never cornered the evidence. Like Karka, you can't corner it, Pixela. So it stayed the possession of the of the owner. How come you patur? Now, why are you patur? Because you never, it, it wasn't his work time. You know when your friend's Evid's work hours are, it wasn't his work hours. Look at Rashi. He goes back and quotes the Gemara. If you learn to the beginning of the Masechta, remember that idea of if you sleep in somebody's house or you camp out in their garden and he wasn't going to use it in the house, was it, was it, was it, was it, was it, was vacant, we said, me, that's dumb, remember, what do you care, he wasn't using it anyhow, so you know, it cost him anything, why must you pay the guy, same thing over here, it was the time of the, if it wasn't working, or the guy had no work for him, and the, everyone was sitting there as a butler, and lazy guy sitting around, and you took him and used him, so why would you pay for the guy, he didn't lose out, so why must you pay, he says, he says, Right, and the Gemara sends us back here to Daf Kaf Aleph Amud Aleph, where we learned there about Nehenev etc. Zedenev Zedok Hased. That's the sugya. Right, the question was asked to Rabbi Bar Bar Lamar by me, name me Rabbi Huna. Asked for the question: Hadar bechatzir chaveros l'midato. If you went and camped in your friend's court backyard without him knowing, tarich alotlos chayr. Do you have to pay him or not? V'shalcha he sent him the answer. Elot tarich alotlos chayr. You have to pay him pay him chayr. So I say, what do you mean? Achi, how do you compare the two? Bishlamatam, Bainamand Amma, Beta Mayat Vyativ, Nikhale, Bainamand Amma, Vishia, Yukat Shar, Nikhale. There we saw the sugi, there were two possibilities. Either the guy was just too happy that someone's living in his house because you could make sure the house was. He, he, when a guy's camping on your house, at least he's keeping your house going. He sees the water isn't flooding, there's no, the, the roof isn't leaking, the garden isn't overgrowing, there aren't stakes. So the guy's, he's doing you a favor, actually. That's the one opinion, or the other opinion was Vishia Yukat Shar. We said over there as well, Shedu, that they were shading around. You kept the shading out. So ever you look at it there, there was a reason why you could remember this. You're starting to remember the Gemara now. Right? That's why you didn't have to pay there. But yeah, you use the guy's Evid. says, You basically weaken him, you're working him, you're making him tired. What a guy is happy that you that you're working his Evid into the ground. So Gemara says, No, no, no. It's also Nikhe here. Why? Look at Rashi. No one wants their ever to get used to the good life of not working. So by you keeping him working, you're keeping him fitting on his toes and he knows he's not a butlan, so you're actually doing him a favor. Right, so you're actually doing him a favor. So he should pay the other, the, the guys? Yeah, he should pay you the guys and you should pay him, right, exactly. Right, then that's what it sounds like, right? He's like, he should actually pay me, Exactly. So now the Gemara is a story. Bar Rabbi Yosef Bar Chama Havu Takif Avdei the Intro the Masik Bar Zuzek. So that was in Bar Yosef Bar Chama's house. If guys owed him money, listen to this, right? He would grab the avadim and make the avadim work for him. So this is a this is an interesting story. So Amalei Rabbi Berei, his son comes to him and says to his father, Daddy, what are you going on here? My time, Avi Barachi. Why are you doing this? You're taking these guys avadim, making them work for you. So he says, what do you mean? Nachman said, after An Eved, even the amount of bread that you've got to feed him isn't worth his way, is, is too much for him. It's not worth that. 
And yeah, I'm doing the guys a favor. I'm feeding the Avadi. The guys are my creditors. I'm feeling that way. I'm actually doing them a favor. I'm getting a zenlo neneb, zenlo chaser. Zen neneb, zenlo chaser. I'm getting a knock because they owe me money. I'm working their body. They aren't losing out because I'm feeding their body. To feed them costs them more than what their ever is worth. I'm doing them a favor. Yeah, Robert, again, they should be paying me. Right? So I might say, the son's obviously not a slouch of He says to his father, he says, What are you talking about? Amen, Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman might have said that. Kagon, Daru, Avda. A particular evidence over here. Right, Rashi over here, Kach There's a Rashi over here. This whole sugya in Bava Metzia. Rashi says Daru, right? I've been called Daru. I've been called Dru, Daru. Everything you can think of under the sun in Israel, right? So Daru, he says, was his name. This Eved, the market by Kovi. He was like Rashi says, yeah, late Sunday. I was a clan or a market by Chaniot Nistot Yain. The Lord Nistra There he would go running around, uh, clowning around. They give him a bit of wine and he danced for them, whatever. But so he was a guy who wasn't really worth any money. But Kula Avdei, Ma'avid Avdi, but all Avadim, even Avadim that are good, expensive Avadim, you can just take them and work them. You want that what Rav Nachman said? Well, well, you're wrong, you're wrong. So Amalei says, the honor of that Daniel Shvila. He says, you're right. I don't, I'm a whole lack of Daniel. Right? Maybe that was the original story at the very beginning of the whole daf there. I think maybe Daniel Barav Katina, that's him. Amarav that's what we quoted at the very beginning. If you took your, your friend, you patted, why? We said, So same idea, he's happy, he's got nothing to do for his event, and I passed it like him, like Rav said. So Amar Lehben, sunset him again. Even that, Rav Daniel Barakatina, in the name of Rav, he says, Amar you could say, that's where the God doesn't owe you any money. So you've got no issues over here. But in your case, you're taking Avadim. Who are Avadim you taking? Avadim of guys who owe you money, creditors. He says, Mari, he says to his father, but you came under Masik Bay, they owe you money. You've got to be much more careful because you taking the Avadim over here looks like they're paying you interest. They owe you money and they're giving you their effort to work for you. You're getting a, a bit of work done on the side. The guys are paying you a bit. Even though we said there in When do we say you don't have to pay a guy money if you live in his yard? Right? If he owes you money and you stayed in his yard, then you do have to pay him money. Why? Because it looks like you're paying him, like he's paying you ribbit. He owes you money and he says, you know what, live in my house at the same time as well. Amalei Hadrebi says to his son, you know what, my son, I accept it, I will change my ways. He was Mekabel what his son said to him. If you grab your friend's boat, you go use it in the, in the, in the sea, you do Meloch with it. So Amarav, Ratsa Sachar Nota, Ratsa Pchata Nota. So Rav says, he can decide what it takes me. You owe money. Either he can charge you rent or he can charge you depreciation. Right? Normally depreciation would probably be more than the rent. Maybe not. I don't know. No, it depends. I don't know. We'll see in a moment why I think that. Right? Shmuel says no. Shmuel says he only takes a pachat. Look at Rashi over here. 
Rashi says over here, Pchata im Nishpra or Nikalklai, if it breaks down, whatever, but Dmei Pchata, Rashi says, Yetarin al Schara, no tell Dmei Pchata. So he says, if, not that is, if the, if the, if the Pchata is more than the rent, then you pay the Pchat. Right? Uh, Amara Papa, Papa says, Lopi, Rashi says, no machlok between the two of them. So Ravish will entry arguing. It depends if the boat was a boat which was rented out on a regular basis. Look at Rashi. Avid la agra. Mistoma, if the boat was a rare, a guy rented a boat, ki nachit la adate da agra nachit. Hilchach la betuat gazlan dainin le, venoten schara al korcho, imra bin hain al dbe pchata. So he says, if the boat was for rental, so when the guy chapped the boat, we're not going to treat him as a gazlan who wanted to steal the boat, we'll say he just didn't want to pay the rental. And here he'll pay the rental. He says, uh, we're forced to pay the rental if it's more than the pchat. But if the pchat is more than the rental, we can take the pchat from him. And that's answer number one. But another possible answer is, both of them are cases where the boat was there, boat for rental. It would depend now if the guy wanted to just take it and not pay the rent, or if he actually planned on stealing the boat as a gazlan. Because he wanted to steal it as a gazlan. The said, now if it was a gazlan, listen to this. Even if the rent was more than the pchat and the depreciation, you could only pay the depreciation. Why? Because a gazlan has to pay back what he stole at the value of the time that he stole it. So all he has to do is basically compensate you for what it was worth when he stole it. So if the rent would be much more, if it was a gazlan, you wouldn't have to pay. So he has a gazlan would benefit. If the guys didn't want to pay you the rent, he wasn't a gazlan, he was basically a gun if he had to pay you the rent. Okay, but if the rent was higher than the pchat, but if it was a Gaza, you had to pay the pchat. Okay, Gaza, my bab. Now we go to our question of our know, Mishnah. We said over there that if you stole, we saw there on Gazal Bahama, we said, we said, remember, remember, Gazal Matbeav and Nistak. Right, if you stole a coin and it got smashed, or parrot and then they rotted, or wine and it went off, Mishalim Kishalak Zayla, Matbeav and Nifsal, or Trumav and Itmate. If the, if the coin didn't change physically anything, then you could just say, give it back to the guy. Okay, we saw it have a physical, proper physical, uh, physical, uh, physical change. Uh, so now the Gemara is like, when we said Nizdak, mean Nizdak Mamash. Ravuna says Nizdak means a properly smashed. And when the Pasuk and when the Mishnah later on said Nifsal, it means Pesalto Malchut, that the king, the, the government, the, 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 the finance ministry, they've taken it out of, out of circulation. And Rabbi Yudah says, no, Pesalto Malchut Nami Ana Nisdak. And Rabbi Yudah says, no, even when the government takes it out of circulation, that's called Nisdak. So the question is, is Nisdak a physical Nisdak? Right? Or is Nisdak, even, a, even a, the coin looks the same, but because it can't be used anymore, it's as if it was damaged. So, so the Gemara says, Dami Nifsal. So then, according to Rav Yehuda, what did it mean if he says that the Pesalto Malchut is also Nizdak, right? So then, uh, what did it mean over here when the Mishnah said, Matbeya v'Nifsal? In the Mishnah, what did it mean? He says, He says, no, there's a difference. This country, I don't know, let's say that, I don't know, uh, there was a, there, there's some countries like African countries or there's some East European countries don't print their own currency. Okay, and they rely on other currencies. For example, Montenegro doesn't print its own money, but it uses a euro. Okay, so they get euros. I don't know where they get them from. They buy them, I suppose. I don't know where the euros come from. They don't print euros. Let's say they decide tomorrow that you, can, you can't use euros anymore in Montenegro, but you can still use euros in the rest of Europe. 
So that would be a case of nifsa. In other words, in this country, we don't use euros anymore, but in the rest of the other places, you can still use euros. Where, uh, and that wouldn't be nifzak. So, but you now are telling me that nifsal, according to you now, according to uh, to to uh, to Rav Yehuda, right? So he says, no, so I'm going Rav Chizda to Rav Huna. Rav Chizda said, Rav Huna said, nizdak is nizdak mamish and nifsal pesal to malchut. So he says, Rav Chizda says to Rav Huna, he says, according to you, that says nifsal means pesal to malchut. So then, if it's nifsal, it's like the peyrot, it's in the same category as fruits that went rotten and wine that went off, etc. Dechi pesal to malchut dami. And we learn there, Meshalem kesharak zayla. Right? So how do you how do you compare the two? So what did he say? Yeah, he said to him, Ledidach Damarta Nifsal means Pesato Malchut. Sarai Peirot Rekivu Yain Vikmitahi Pesato Malchut Dami. Bukatani Mishalem Keshatak Zaila. So what's his question? He says, Mishalem Keshatak Zaila. Meshatak Zaila. Which means that they were Gazla and Rashi says, "Yeah, Chametz Rav Pesach Vehemirin Rav Oshiv Zalagav Avzach Oshtei Yotzeres Harei Gazal Venistach Pert Vikivyan Chametz Rav Meshalak Zayla." So, words Nifsal is all part of that. So, what's his question? That when we said, so look at Rashi, Hainu Nizdak the Kevan Shelo Nizdak LeGamre Hezek Gamurhu Umeshalam Shalak Zayla. What did I miss in the Mishnah? Ah! Sorry, look at the Mishnah. Ah! I got confused completely. Look at the Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this. The Mishnah says, We got Madbeya Venizdak. Okay, and, and a coin that was damaged, and fruit that was rotten, and wine that went off. Then Then if it was a it's all the things you say, take it back. So that's what his question is here. Okay, right, sorry. Okay, back. The question is fine. He says like this. Uh, he says to him, according to Ravuna, Right. But when it came to fruits and wine and the chipsal to malchut, I mean, they're all in the same category of malchut. We pay back. In other words, you keep it and you pay. But with the coin, what do we say with the coin? The coin we said, we say, take it back. So how come with the coin you you're giving it back, and with the with the wine and all that you keeping it? He says no. He says because it's not the same thing at all. That's his answer. He says when it came to the fruits, he says the He says no. He says There there was a proper change, a physical change. 
With me, the coin is not a physical change. I'm telling you that it was Nifsal, but but he has the coin. It looks like the same coin. What's wrong? So you give the guy back the coin. Where with the wine, the wine stinks now. The fruit's rotten now. There's been a physical change. That's why the Mishnah's making a distinction between them. So now I'm going to Rav and Rav Yehuda. So now that was Rav Chizlosh Rav Yehuda. Now Rav Rav asked Rav Yehuda the question. According to Rav Yehuda, you said that Pesalto Malchut. Look what Rav Yehuda said. Rav Yehuda said. He says, Nizdak and Psul of Malchut is the same thing. So I write, Now the Trum of is exactly the same. And, and nonetheless, there, how do you explain now that you can give back the Trum out different altogether? He says, Look at Rashi. Uh, Right, the truma doesn't look any different. Here, but the coin is a completely different coin. In other words, how come the coin, right? You 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 say now there's like nizdak. When it's nizdak, you got to buy it and pay the guy back money. Why can't you give the coin back? Like you can give the truma back. So the truma you can give back because even the truma now has become tame. When you look at the truma, does it make it look like any different? No, it looks like the same truma. The coin, even though it's the coin hasn't been damaged. When you look at this coin, it doesn't look like a coin that can work anymore. So he's now changed the definition of a physical damage. So it doesn't have to be that you, when you look at the coin, the coin is damaged. When you look at the coin, why, why is the coin damaged? Because if you bring out a coin that you can use, it looks like this. And this is a coin that you can't use, it looks like this. So already the coins have changed. You with me? It's a, it's, it, it might be the same coin, but it's not a coin anymore that's in use. That's the change, the physical change. It's different to the other cho- coins. That's why the, the tumor you can give, the tumor you give back, the coin you can't give back. That's what he said. You lent money, you, you lent goods. So you lent him, you lent him a, 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 a kilo of wheat. And we said the kilo of wheat is worth X. And, and you lent him the wheat, he's going to pay you back the money. Right? The Nifslamat Bay, the coin that you set the price is, you're going to pay me 10 shekels. And by the time it comes to pay you, there's no longer shekels anymore in the market. They've taken out shekels. And now, once they, once more time, they used lira. And then they went to shekels. So you did the deal yeah. on a lira. And they scrapped the lira. Now there's no longer lira. Right? Sharav Amar, what does Rav say? Rav says, Rav says, you pay for what it is worth now with a new coin. When you come to pay, you lent us only not lent him money. That's why we lent him actual goods. With money, it's a little bit of a story. The guy lent you a thousand lira, you give him like a thousand lira. But if he lent you, if he gave you a, a kilo of flour and he said, Let me, and, I'll pay, and you get a loan from him, you're going to pay him back and you're going to pay him back. You pay him today what the price is today in the new coin. Or what, what, the, what, you amount, what you agreed upon in the new coin. So when they changed the lira into shekels, let's say every 10,000 lira became one shekel, and you owe him 10,000 lira, you pay him now one shekel. That's what Rav says. Shmuel says, Shmuel says, Take this lira. Why? You can still use the lira if you've got a meishan. Right? Go to another, in Italy, they still use the lira. Let's, I don't know. Same was the same lira. Okay? So Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, and what Shmuel says over here, Mishtabra Mil Tegel Shmuel, Itla Urcha, Lemaiz, 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 Lemaiz,
But if he's got any plans to go to Meshach, they're going to go there. You know, you, you owe our money in shekels, you pay him in pounds. If you know that the guy's uh, got a daughter living in London and every second week him or his wife are there, so then it's no big deal if you're paying them pounds, right? Because they're going to use the pounds. But if he's got no, he's never going to go to London in his life, what's he going to do with pounds, right? That's what he says. That's, the, that's what Rav Nachman explains Shmuel. So, Eitiv Rav and Rav Nachman, Rav also cast Rav Nachman, and Mechalin Lamaot Shenam Yotzot. Right? So now, when it comes to doing Masa Shani, so and Mechalin, right? If you've you, you got, you got a lot of Masa Shani foods, right? You can't, you can't, I think it's, what's it, the third in the six years, you do Masa Shani, correct? So, uh, is that right? Yes, I always get confused with Masa Ani and Masa Shani. Masa is the first and second, and the fourth and the fifth, right? And Masa Shani is the third and the sixth. Was the other way around. Other way around. Other way around. But I always get confused. Whatever, whichever one it is. Right? So in the years you've got to do Master Shani, so now you've got a lot of goods, and you aren't able to step it up. So you can redeem them down to money, and you take the money, you go to Shalom, and you spend the new Shalom. So now it says, yeah, Rav Nachman Rav, Rav, said that if you're going to get to London, you can use the pounds, right? He says, yeah, if you're going to go to Jerusalem, you can, and you're in Babel, you can use, you can pay him back in Israeli money, Israeli currency, because you go to Israel in here. You can redeem it, sorry, on, 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 on Shkani. So it's like this. You can't use money, says Avia, which are not currency. Look at Rashi Avia. Klaub Yushalayim, the love, Kesef, Chura, Karinamba. Shain Yotzot, Klaub Yushalayim. You can't use money, you can't redeem Masa Shani stuff onto money that you can't use in Jerusalem. What's the idea of Masa Shani money? You've got to come to Yushalayim and spend the money there. Now, if you arrive with, I don't know, uh, a Russian ruble, and nobody wants to take your Russian rubles in Jerusalem. So what are you going to do in Jerusalem with your Masa Shani money? You can't spend it. So like this, Kate Satz, what are you going to you lo ma'ot kozviot, Yerushalmiot. You had ma'ot kozviot. Ma'ot kozviot is basically bar kochva. Right? So you had coins, Jerusalem coins, printed time at bar kochva. Or shemalachim ha'yishlim, or the original kings. And mechalalin. You can't use those coins. Why? They don't work anymore. Ha'ashel achronim. But if you, if you had coins of latter kings, which were dumia derishonim, Similar to the Rishonim, Mechalalim. You can use those. Right? Look at Rashi, Hashlachronim. The Naf came in a cherit for Dumid Rishonim. Who, Bechach, the Enyot Sot Khan, Bebekomosha, Balabaych, Nif Salub Khan. You've got coins which are similar to the old, to the original kings, but they're latter king ones. How are they similar? In the sense that now where you are, they're also no longer good. They aren't in circulation. You can't use them as currency. But they are usable somewhere else. Okay, you can, right? So Amalek says, what are you talking about? He says, so he says to Rav Nachman, now nowhere here do we see anything over here of these coins that it has to be, look at Rashi, Ashlachonim, we just read Rashi over there, Mechalin, you can. Even though you haven't got plans now to go to Greece to use the coins, because you go to Jerusalem, as long as there's currency somewhere else, you can use them. So what did Rav Nachman say? It's only if you're planning on going there. Yeah, you can use the coins if they're good in Greece, either you are going to go to Jerusalem. So why does Rav Nachman say that Shmuel meant if you've got a way to get to Meshach? Here we see as long as the coin's good somewhere, you can use it. You don't have to, only have to get there. Are you with me? That's the question, right? Now that depends there because the kings, no king cares so much. If you, if you, it, it's unbelievable. This idea of holding foreign currency is as old as the Gomorrah. 
right? I don't know if it's for you, but I thought in South Africa that they invented the idea of not having to own to hold foreign currency, right? But it seems like it's, it's older than Gomorrah or the time of the king. Yeah, kings were makpid. You aren't allowed to hold foreign currency. So it says, when does that work? Where they don't care if you hold foreign currency. You hold foreign currency. So therefore, foreign currency is legal tender. You might be able to use it. Yeah, you can use it somewhere else. What was Shmuel talking about? What was the the, the, the kings weren't allowing you. It was asked to hold foreign currency. You had a res- prime ministers in Israel resigned because of foreign accounts. Right? That's he's talking about a case like that. הההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה